Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to episode number 71. A little bit behind. We we, we had to, uh, our guest tonight had to go on the five-day DL uh, for a little uh, larynx issues. Is that is that a generous way to say it, Coach? That's a very generous way to say it. Yeah, I just, uh, I was down and out. <laughs> well, like I said, we put you on the DL, you did a little rehab, kind of got yourself back into it, and now you're you're ready to go out and throw seven or eight innings tonight, right? That's for sure. <laughs> Brian Richmuth, the head girls basketball coach at Humphrey St. Francis here in Nebraska, and I've uh, known Coach for a long, long time here and excited to, to have him on the pod. Uh, but before we get going with Coach here, of course, we need to thank our, our founding sponsor for the podcast, COSAC Chiropractic, located at 144th and Maple here in Omaha. Coaches, if you have an athlete who is struggling with balanced neck or spinal issues, have them go see COSAC Chiropractic. You can check out their practice at COSACchiro.com or to make an appointment, give them a call at 402-964-0300 and just be sure to let them know that you you heard about COSAC Chiropractic from a pen and a napkin. Follow us on Twitter. A pen and a napkin is the handle. We try to put out daily coaching tidbits on the Twitter handle, so follow us there. Obviously, if you're listening, you're on SoundCloud or iTunes, so download, rate, and review this podcast five stars so we can move up in the ratings. Uh, love the, the analytics that are coming in here. The, uh, the, the pod just keeps growing and growing. Can't thank the listeners enough for that. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, don't hesitate to email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Dot com. So, Coach, we were going to tape this Sunday, and it is now Wednesday, um, which is which is no problem at all. It's it's delayed gratification for everybody. That's uh, sorry for the delay, but I was just down and out and had zero for a voice. <laughs> well, we're, we're we're opening our presents on Christmas morning instead of Christmas Eve, and that's just fine. That's the as long as we get them open here. So, uh, Coach, uh, like I said, uh, we've we've been around the circles, did some summer camps against each other, some team camps and things like that, and and you've got a heck of a thing going here. Won another state championship uh, just a few weeks ago, um, and uh, you know the uh, the the program is is in great shape right now. And and uh, for the folks that that don't know you. Uh, we like to start out with just the opportunity to give our coaches an opportunity to give their background and, and, and how did you end up as the girls basketball coach at Humphrey St. Francis High School? You know, that, that's a great question, Marty, and, and good good to hear from you again and, and opportunity to visit with you again. It's, it's just been too long. But it has been. I, I would agree with you there. So this was my 18th year as head coach here at St at Humphrey St. Francis. And, uh, it's just been a, just been a great run. Uh, we build a really nice culture, but, um, you know, I've, I've been around basketball all my life, played little college basketball, small college basketball back in the day, ancient years ago, and then, uh, got married, started raising a family. So <clears throat> started coaching my, my kids in the elementary and, and kind of followed my son up into junior high and, then I had I had girls after that, so kind of transitioned into the girls' side and, and stuck with them to junior high. And then, oh man, I don't know. After years and years of doing that, <laughs> the uh, the varsity coach gave me a call. He says, "You know what?" He said, "I kind of like the stuff you're doing, how things are going." He said, "Would you consider being my assistant?" Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I work outside of school, so a little bit complicated, but. Uh, I said, you know what? I, I think that's something I'd really like to do. So I transitioned to uh, to assistant high school girls coach and, and did that for three years and, and really enjoyed it. Worked under Jeff Kors back in the day and uh, just really enjoyed seeing an impact on the on the young ladies. So after three years of that, <clears throat> Jeff decided to move on and and uh, kind of like always, it's, they struggled they just were really struggling to find a, a replacement head coach. So uh, it was getting kind of later in the spring and, and school board kind of called me and says, you know, is this something you'd be interested in? And, and uh, you know, we help you get certified, get you through some classes and stuff. And I said, you know, guys, I really like where I'm at. I said, I don't know that I needed that much <clears throat> time commitment, that much, additional stuff but i said i said here's what i told them i says if you're going to force somebody to do this um 
I'll, I'll do it. I said, because I just, I think too much of the program. Uh-huh. And if you force somebody to do it, it's just not going to work out. So long story short, within a few weeks of that, I was taking some college classes in the summer, getting myself certified. And, uh, you know, here we are 18 years later and, and, uh, it's been a great ride. Yeah. And you've got a unique, uh, combination of full-time occupation with your coaching gig go in uh tell our folks a little bit about that yeah you know i work for central valley ag i'm the senior vice president of operations and you know we're a large company so uh, i'm fortunate i've had good bosses over the years that that have have figured out how important it is to me to impact these young adults and and it's so rewarding but they've just made it work um you know part of the deal with me coaching outside of school was <clears throat> obviously we practice at night. So all of my teams have had a, had a go through practicing from probably five forty-five to seven forty-five, getting home eight fifteen at night, you know, and Ooh. it's just something that they've stayed committed to and, and, uh, have dealt with for me. And, and so much appreciation to my, to my work and, and certainly to, to the school for allowing me to do it. But, even even to the kids and the parents, because I mean, getting home at eight fifteen every night for four months is uh, that can affect grades and things like that. But but we've made it work. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. You know, is there a, you know a a little bit of a uh, I don't know how you how you would describe it, but you, you talk to your kids about hey, let's use this time from I don't know what time you guys get out. Let's say three fifteen. Uh, right. You know, three fifteen to five fifteen. Uh, you know, don't go home and eat Doritos and and watch reruns of The Big Bang Theory or something like that. But you know, this 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 is opportunity to, to get your get some homework knocked out if you need to get it taken care of, or maybe you could uh, be involved in in some other activity during this time period. I mean, how do you guys handle that? Yeah, that's 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 really what we do. We're you know, obviously, and, and the kids are self imposed, you know, team standards, but. You know, grades is grades is out of the top of the list, and, and eligibility obviously is a huge thing. But you know, that's that's just their routine. They 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 either head home or some that live a little further away, stay in a grandpa's grandma and grandpa's place in town, and and they hit the books. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I, I'm sure some of them get a little shut eye for a little bit to get rejuvenated. <laughs> but um, grades and grades and and classes come first, and, and they they work on that, and then we. Then we come back in about six o'clock, and 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 we have a hard practice for a couple hours. Yeah, well, and and then you wake them up with a couple hours of practice. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, you had, uh, you know, if you do this long enough, uh, usually you get that once once in a lifetime type of player, that type of talent, and and you were able to have that the last four years. Uh, at, a, at a small school, a, a D2 school, which for those of you uh, unfamiliar with Nebraska classification, uh, you guys have about, what, anywhere from 12 to 20 kids per class? And that, and that would be a big class, wouldn't it be, Coach? Yeah, tw- 20 would be big. <clears throat> I'd say most of ours are 16, 18 kids per class. Yeah, yeah. So you, you've got generously around 60 kids in your entire high school. and yep. And uh, – but but you had a, a once in a generation uh, uh, talent uh, in Allison Widener, uh, over two thousand points. Uh, she's uh, signed to play at the University of Nebraska in the Big Ten. Here, um, everybody's read the accolades about Allison, and and I've seen her play multiple times. And just a uh, really just I, I've really noticed her improvement. Uh, the way she handles the ball, she shot it a lot better the last couple of years than she did younger when she was younger and that type of thing. Uh, but you go through this recruiting process. And, and so I've got a two-part question for you. Um, what, was, what was kind of your role in the recruiting process, and what was that like for you going through that? And, and the second part is, you know, what are some things did you, that, that you learned about basketball in general as you were uh, dealing with this high-level athlete, as you were going through this process with this really high-level uh, power five conference uh, type of player. You know, that's a great question, Marty. And, and it was, it was a really good experience. Um, you know, Allison had a really good freshman year for me. Um, and then the, the summer of her freshman year, she, she played a little, some club ball uh-huh. and really got her, got their exposure. So, uh, then she followed that up with a, a nice sophomore season. And then, 
and then it then it started. Um, <clears throat> we had a holiday tournament in in Lincoln, actually at Wesley, and and mm-hmm. that that attracted some attention there. And then it started, and, and I think it was uh, USD was the first coach to contact me, um, just about Allison and how they really liked her, and, and you know what steps do they take. So I would tell you that I was heavily involved that that summer of, of her after her sophomore year, mm-hmm. um, as she was becoming a junior. I would say I talked with coaches uh, at least twice a week that entire summer um mm-hmm. we had I, I think there was 12 division one schools at the end there that were really after her mm-hmm. uh, of course that they narrowed themselves down but it was, it was a great experience for me uh <clears throat> it, it did help me learn some things about basketball and it, it it what 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 it taught me i think was just the different approaches you know coaches would would I should say coaches, colleges would take in their recruitment process. Uh, some some saw the event. Of course, she, they couldn't really talk to her because of the age restrictions uh-huh. for, for Division One. So they'd come through me and, and get input and really get a read on her. Um, but then, you know, so normally it was the head coach. Uh, often it was some assistants. Um Many of them were all about family and and really wanting that great person, great teammate. Uh, some were about basketball tools, you know. So uh, it was a variety of things, and and it was it was educational for me to to see the different approaches and and uh, uh, really like where she landed. Um, didn't really know she was ready to commit quite when she did. But with the COVID thing and everything, come on, I'm sure glad she did. And, and she made one last visit to Lincoln, and, and she she kind of told me that uh, day before they left. And she said, you know, if, if this feels right, I might I might just do this and relieve some pressure, Coach. And mm-hmm. wanted to make sure I was okay with it. And, and uh, it, was, it was the right decision for her, and I think she'll find a lot of success, success down in Nebraska. I was, you know... I, I, I coached small ball or small college ball for uh, six years. I was an assistant coach and we were really successful. Uh, we had kind of our, I don't know, question, you know, our, our, our format, our questions that we use to talk to coaches about players. What were, uh, just for our coaches, uh, what were a lot of, you know, what were some themes in the, in the questions that the coaches were asking about your player? Uh, so that if we if we do have a, a coach that's listening that's that's going to have a kid that's going to be pretty heavily recruited down the line here they kind of know what to expect what questions that are probably going to be asked of them yeah I, I mean Allison you know as she played club ball they they played her at a, at a two spot and so there was a little bit of confusion as to me playing her as a as a big time point guard to a ball playing her at a two spot which was which just obviously was the needs for the for the attack team but uh so they wanted to most of them were after a, a true point guard that, that that they could build around so that, that was a theme of them a lot early but i will tell you a recurring theme is is you know they want to know about work ethic they want to know about how she is as a teammate and and you know how she reacts around you know her team and how she handles teammates and 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 didn't really ask about ego but in a nonchalant way you know is she is she proud of herself or is she a team player uh that type of stuff and work ethic uh obviously always and and commitment to the game is she getting burned out is she tired can she can she hold up and 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 that type of stuff so um but i think for Allison, in Allison's case, the coaches that rose to the top were the ones that made their team about a family. You know, mm-hmm. you know, our, our high school season is four months, and and you're together two and a half hours a day minimum. Uh, you better get along and be a family, or it's going to be a long ride. So that <laughs> turned out to be really important for Allison, and, and those coaches that came with that approach and had that culture uh, rose to the top for her. Uh huh. Um, what, uh, I, I think that's interesting. You know, they talk about commitment. You said something about commitment and her, uh, you know, is she, is she 
does she is she ready to go for the long haul? And I and I think um, for a player like her, it might be a benefit for her to just start playing the club stuff at a high level, waiting until high school, where she where she might be a little bit fresher than kids that have been playing on the circuit since fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Uh, you know, what do you think about that? You know, I, I think you're spot on. I, I really do. Um, I I've seen. And I don't want to say burnout, but you know it becomes. But I know I think you're right. It just it it just becomes you know, I don't want to say a job, but it becomes something that they do. It's part of their life, and and not that that's bad at all. But I think Allison still was still was driven, still improving, and still just really getting after it. And and a hunger is is a word I like. A hunger to get better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I was just kind of, you know, and we see, we see that in the, in the Omaha area and, and a lot of these kids get in the club stuff and, and at the, the school that I, that I still teach at, we, we've had a lot of kids that they go for a year and then it's like, I'm just tired. I'm just, you know, kind of tired and burnt out of, of, of playing because I've been doing this for so long at such a high level. There's only so much physical and emotional energy that you can give, uh, to, to something uh, unless you are over the top in love with it. And I think sometimes we, uh, we're in such a hurry to get the kids to college with the skills on the floor that they need that sometimes we forget to kind of pace the stuff a little bit so that that's when we want them to reach their peak instead of just having that be the end goal. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, mentally, and you mentioned it as well, but physically their body needs to be holding up. And, and, you know, I, I remember, watching Allison play as a freshman and I loved her on the court, but I mean, her our opponents were beating her up pretty good and, and she wasn't that strong of a girl at that time. I'm like, God, there is no way this body's going to hold up. And I was really <laughs> concerned about injuries. And, uh -huh. and then of course she recognized too. And then the weight rooms progressed, but um, had she gone harder at that younger age, I'm sure she would handle it fine, but her body needed to mature something. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, What's been kind of the some of the keys for you? Obviously, you're in a very very small school system in a very small town, uh, but you've been consistently uh, right there in the mix of things. Um, what's been the key to unifying your system and 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 having you know your dogs in the fight on a consistent basis at the end of February and early March? You know, I I, I think. Obviously, consistency. You know, like I said, this is my was my eighteenth year, going on nineteenth. So, knowing my program, knowing what we ask, expecting the commitment. But I will start every year pointing to the banners we've got hanging around the gym, and, and the first thing we talk about is team unity. Because I've had some, I've had some talented teams that didn't maximize their their ability because the unity wasn't quite right, you mm -hmm. know, and I've also had the vice versa where we had extremely good unity and extremely good leadership, but we outperformed our abilities. Mm -hmm. So we, 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 we talk about that every year on the first or second day of practice. And I'm like, I just drama is I, even just the word drama just sends a shiver up my spine and, and <laughs> I'm coaching girls basketball. So that's potentially part of it, but, they just know I don't accept it. I they just know it that it doesn't have part on our team. And we today we don't have any any problem with that. Yeah. And it's just family. Let's go work hard. Let's beat each other up. But we're best friends on and off the court, and, and uh, that's a huge huge part of our success. What what are what are some things that you've done to just make that uh hey if you're gonna walk in the door here this is not acceptable because i i, I think that's the uh you know the the magic uh formula that everybody's looking for and and you've you've been able to establish that and obviously your success has helped with that but you need to have that before you have the success so so how did you handle those situations where you didn't where you had that drama and 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 kind of kept, kicked it to the curb so to speak you know, I think it's a, it maybe starts with accountability. Um, 
be accountable for your actions. Be accountable for what happens on the floor. Uh, another rule we have on our team is no excuses. You know, we're all going to make mistake, mistakes, admit up to them, learn from them, and move on. But never will I accept an excuse that this happened because of this or, you know, we lost this game because of this. It's like, no, that's that's not okay. So accountability is big. Um, I lost my train of thought a little bit where I was headed with that, but they, they just, they just, they know the, they know, they know they're accountable for the actions. Yeah. We just go to work and it just, we just don't look back. Do you think being in a smaller school helps with that accountability? Cause they really don't have anywhere to hide. Yeah, it, it does. And, and, you know, we've, 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 we have good participation rate, I guess is what I'm saying, uh-huh. but, we also, you know, we work hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we do have success, but we work hard every day. Yep. Now, we're going to have fun because of our family situation, but we work hard, and, and we'll sort them out. You know, mm-hmm. freshmen, everybody kind of gives it a chance, and sophomore, one or two will drop, and, you know, juniors, maybe one or two more will drop. But um, it's hard work, and you, you just kind of you find out if it's for yourself or you're not, you know. Yep. And, yep. It's just, it's, it's hard work. Yep. A pen and a napkin will be hosting its first annual high school coaches clinic on Saturday, May the 1st at Fort Calhoun High School, which is just 15 minutes north of downtown Omaha. We'll have a variety of speakers on subjects that affect us as high school basketball coaches, along with breakout sessions to have small group discussions to tweak each other's minds to help our coaching community hone their craft. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or check out the Twitter handle at a pen and a napkin. So, uh, coach, new format this year at the state tournament, driven by COVID. And I think, you know, especially with the guy, way you guys play, uh, up and down the floor, pressing, running, flying around, uh, you had a barn burner of a semifinal. Both teams, it, it was like 64 to 58 or something like that was the final. Um, but you, you, uh, the way we usually do it in Nebraska is it's three games in three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And this year you guys went... Wasn't it Wednesday, Thursday, and then you had a day off in between on Friday, and you played on Saturday, correct? That is correct. That's exactly how it was. So you've had experience with both formats. Uh, And again, we don't like the way this format came about because of COVID-19 and all that stuff. But what did you think of the new format? How did you you like it? Uh, Would you like like for it to stay that way? Having a little bit longer tournament, maybe a, a day off in between here for prep and recovery and get our best shot on... On Saturday, what'd you think of it? I really liked it. I mean, like you said, I, I liked it especially this year because we we got beat up in our first game. You know, we, we our first game against Sterling, we handled them well, but it was a rough physical game, and we were we were beat up a bit. We had three girls icing, um, nothing serious, but our bodies took a toll. But then on Thursday, we had a knockdown drag out, and you know, we hadn't been behind much this year at all so uh, being in that knockdown drag out was great for us but we were mentally drained uh you know my post player didn't have a great game and she was really uh down on herself and need a little mental rehab um we went home you know we, we oh, okay. were within 100, 100 miles of home we went home we had school friday we got some back to normality we had a great practice uh, I mean, obviously a light practice. We had a great practice Friday afternoon. Um, did a little walk through Saturday morning, still back here in Humphrey. Went back to Pinnacle, showed up, and played the game. So I really liked the format, especially this year. But even taking out the situation with our tough game in there, um, I, I really think it's, it, it helped us. Talked with Coach Santo, uh, you know, at the at the finals from Fall City, and he kind of felt the same way that having that day break before our finals uh, really really enables you to play better basketball. That's what I thought as well. I thought the, the finals for both the boys and the girls just uh, were just another level uh, above what they normally are. And obviously they're very intense games, but I thought the shooting was a little bit sharper. The offensive execution was a little bit sharper. And, and say what you want to, but folks are there to see the ball go through the basket and see exciting basketball, in my opinion. Um, they want to see the best basketball that they can. And I think having that, you know, if, if you're in a class A or class B, uh, situation, you get that day off, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, or in some cases, both, 
uh, and then you come back Friday, Saturday, or in your guys' situation, having that day off on Friday to get ready for Saturday. I just, I just thought it made the finals that much better. Yeah, I, I did too. And I mean, there was some great games on, on Saturday, uh, up and down the up and down the classes, and and uh, I thought it went well. I mean, the one drawback that that maybe pre- will prevent us from staying in this format is is like Scott's Bluff came to town on Tuesday, didn't play till Friday, um, probably too far for them to go back home. So they were hanging around town, practicing in gyms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably a little draining on them as well. But uh, uh, it was good for us. Could have invited him up to Humphrey for a field trip. We sure could have done that. Yeah, you know, have you know, stop by a you know local establishment, have some 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 good good steak or something, you know, just you know, get out of the big city for a couple of days. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, 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 speaking of state championships, uh, you, you guys won it this year, fourth uh, fourth in your tenure there at St. Francis. Uh, but you lost in the title game the year before to Why Not. And, and you guys were um, pretty heavily favored. Uh, I, I forget what the Vegas line was on you guys. Uh, I'm just yeah. kidding. There was no line. Let's make that clear here, folks. Um, but, um, you know, you probably felt like you were the better team. But Why Not, to their credit, played better than you guys did uh, on that Saturday. Um, you know, what effect did losing in the final have on your team this year? Uh, what were some of the lessons learned by your kids um, from last year's game that once you got to Saturday, it helped get you over the top this year and, and, and finish the job? Well, we left hungry. Um, it, it, newspapers, articles all year long, all summer long, all fall long, all all spring long, wanted to point to a revenge factor or unfinished business stuff. We never talked about it. Mm-hmm. We didn't. But the kids were hungry, um, really driven. Uh, we played a pretty rough schedule. Uh, they 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 left. They left feeling a little empty a year ago. Sure. You know, so um, it, it took us a while to realize that man being the second team in state's not too bad. You know. <laughs> Never, you can't ever count Wine out. Coach Weezer does a fantastic job. That yep. team was a bunch of great, great, great gals. Yep. But we did, Coach Bender and I, I will tell you, at the end of our regular season, we started sub-districts. Our practices just were really, really good there for a long time. And Coach Bender comes to me, he's like, something different. These these girls are after it, you know. And um, it's It's easy to... It's easy maybe to relax a little bit once you qualify for state because that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Um, the world wouldn't have ended had we lost against Mullen in, in the semifinals, but we would have took it hard. Yeah. And uh, the girls really wanted it. And, and, and yeah, I attribute the, the loss to why not the prior year to, to really driving us to, to, to just not want that to happen again. You didn't have to say much, but it sounds like you had really good internal leadership where you didn't have to say it, and I've always believed the less the coach has to say, the more successful you're going to be. Yeah, you know, in our post-game interviews, and I had not even heard this, but um, Allison had said that uh, after the game and the Bumgard twins would have been freshmen, that Allison says, I'm crying, the twins are crying, and she says, I grabbed them. She said, I promise you. I promise you, Hannah and Emma, we will be back in this situation next year, and we won't let this happen again. And I didn't even hear it till after our game on on this year. So, a uh, pretty big, pretty big bold move by Allison there. But I mean, that's the only thing she hadn't achieved in her career, so she wanted it desperately, and, and uh, she just, you know, she said, "Let's go." And, and the kids worked, you know, COVID situation all summer long. They they did all they can to stay get in the gym and and play. We we were able to open up a little bit in July, uh, so we hit it hard and and uh, we made it happen. Awesome, awesome. Coaches want to have the opportunity to have a hands-on mentor to help you hone your craft as a basketball coach. Look no further than TeachHoops.com, a place where coaches go to get better. Coach Steve Collins shares his three decades of coaching knowledge with his subscribers through resources like podcasts, one-on-one mentoring sessions, and much more with TeachHoops.com. Go to teachhoops.com backslash A-P-A-A-N, that's a pen and a napkin, where subscriptions start at $34.99 a month. 
When you sign up, you get a 14-day free trial. So combine teachhoops.com with a pen and a napkin to help make you the best coach that you can be. Coach, at this time, we uh, we transition. Uh, we throw in our, our Don Meyer quote of the day. Uh, and I'm going to throw this out here. And with that quote uh, that you talked about with uh, Allison there, uh, it, it's crazy. And I say this more. I, I know the, the regular listeners are like, you say this every time. But it does happen every time, I promise you. I don't make this up along on the fly. This is done well in advance. Uh, but uh, this, this fits that last story that you just told there. Uh, so the Don Meyer quote of the day, and feel free to, to uh, piggyback on this if you'd like, Coach, if you want to comment on it. Don Meyer quote of the day, tough-minded enough to do what is necessary. That is the epitome of what a team truly is. It sounds like you had a group of gals that fit that mold this year, Coach. Yeah, I, I, that's that's really it, – it's just so interesting. I'm just sitting here in a little bit of a daze because we, we bring a quote. I bring a quote of the day each each to each practice that we kind of dissect. But, you know, that's a really good summary of our team. And, and uh, this this group worked hard. And uh, they they stayed accountable to each other, and they pushed each other, and and they made each other better, and and it just uh, they were rewarded for their efforts. You bet. Nothing like cutting down the best the best tradition in sports, cutting down the net at the end of the season. Can't beat it. Yeah. So, there you right. go. Well, let's uh, let's shift uh, let's uh, shift some thoughts here, Coach. Let's jump into your. Uh, coaching philosophy and and what you like to do, what you've built your program on. Uh, obviously, if you've if you've followed your program, if you're familiar with your program, uh, you guys are going to do two things really really well most of the time. One of them is pressure defense, and the other one is transition offense out of that pressure defense. And so I'm a we're going to take them separately, but I'll let you pick. Which one you want to talk about first? Your your pressure defense scheme and how you teach it, or your transition offense scheme? Well, it's, uh, that's an easy question. It's got to start on the defensive end. Uh, okay. Without that pressure defense, you don't you don't get your transition offense. Yep. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm gonna just go ahead and let you uh, let you uh, go here, and I'll throw I'll pepper in some questions if I if I. Uh, feel it appropriate. Uh, talk to us about what you do with your pressure defense, how you build it. Uh, describe some of the drills that you do. Uh, just, just, just let us behind the curtain here as to what's going on at Humphrey St. Francis from five forty-five to seven forty-five on a random Monday night. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, it's it's um, we practice a lot of full court stuff. Um, we we get after every day full court for quite a bit, but we will work on our full court press press defense full court man defense whatever whichever the situation we'll we'll work on it for 20 minutes a day usually but i mean what we what we coach and the philosophy is you know we probably have to take some chances but trust your teammates uh if 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 we if we get repetitive enough we 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 know that the person we're guarding potentially can blow by us but if we're if we're reacting to what she does and getting to our gap there's going to be secondary help there that that we're going to cover each other up so trust trust in your teammates to have your back and allow you to make a mistake or take a chance is is huge um the, the other part is just it's relentlessness. It's just it's bodies flying and, and sacrificing yourself. If there's a loose ball on the floor, we, we firmly believe that the first person on the floor gets that loose ball. And uh, we, we expect we expect that to be a lady flyer that has that. So, uh, again, our, our technique, we probably transitioned over my 18 years from a diamond type zone type press press full corporate pressure to to maybe a little more man-to-man depending on the personnel you probably adjust to that but it becomes repetitive that that we do it every day so that when i do this this person's got to do this so we're filling in this gap so you don't have any holes and mm-hmm. and my kids have bought into it mm-hmm. um it, it 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 probably covers up uh in my opinion covers up some lack of basketball skills um small school you know obviously this year i was i was fortunate i had many basketball players but there's times when you just have athletes and uh that's the best way to let them excel in my opinion 
So what do you, uh, in, in that 20 minute, uh, portion, what are some things that you're doing with the kids? Are you, are you doing like some one-on-one -on -one zigzags, uh, some two-on-two? -two? Is, is there some buildup to it? You know, how do you, how do you guys, how do you guys teach it from a, a schematic point of view? Um, you know, we, you, you've got the attitude set in stone here. The culture's there. Yeah. We're going to get after it. We're going to be accountable. But, uh, what, what are some stuff you guys do schematically to, to help teach that? And what are you emphasizing when you're, when you're building that up? Yeah, we probably, we probably start early in, in the season with, with just defensive positioning, you know, understanding which hand dominant they are and, and, and being on a stable base and, and low and low and wide and, you know, what to do with your arms. So we work on that, um, which, which is helpful. And then, and then, uh, we, we certainly do a lot of, of, of we call it down the chute where we're, we're we got players up and down the court and we just turn two loose in between and it's it's zigzag back and forth and making them change direction uh just repetitive to that then we'll do the same with two on two and and you know we'll build that all the way up to a four on four situation we play a four on four on four where there's always if you score, you can take it, but the always the team is always pressing, and then the new team's going to meet you at half court. So you're never mm. by anybody. Um, you're just you're just always looking for somebody to guard tight. I like that that four on four, four on four on four. On four. Uh, right. What what are some? Do you throw some different rules in there every once in a while, like you know, no out of bounds today, or yeah. uh, different things like that to increase the aggressiveness of your kids? Yeah, we do. We have to be a little careful because we, 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 we tend, we tend not to uh, call much and everything's pretty much legal in that. Uh, but we do have to temper it down because, uh, I, I would say our, our girls become more aggressive than most and, um, they will run you over to get to a ball and, and probably not look back to see how you ended up. But, uh, uh, so we have to temper that a little bit, but, but it really does. It really does, uh, temper their aggression and, and i don't know for whatever reason we're always very competitive and and uh we those four on four on four are never the same four together and and you just you just want to have bragging rights and i i think we normally let that the winner of that four on four out of some conditioning so it's a big deal and uh it's it's, it's a fun drill for us when when you're doing that four on four do you also uh i don't know let's say you you, you played whoever uh, fall city sacred heart the night before. i know you don't play them in the regular season but i'm just picking a name all right and um you know you got called and i'm just gonna i'm just throwing a random scenario out here brian uh you played the night before and you, you fouled way too much for your liking you, you picked up 25 yeah. team fouls and you sent them to the line way too much uh, you still want to pressure but you've got to do it without fouling is that a situation where you will adjust it and say uh, all right, hey, we're doing our four on four on four. But if you foul the other team, they get one point towards the the seven points to win the game or, or something like that. Is that some stuff you throw out there as well? Yeah, we, we will do that. Um, we'll do that as well. Uh, usually throw that in, in at, a, at a different time of practice. We call it situation stuff. But really, really focusing in on you know, there's a period where my post girl was really getting into foul trouble. And uh, we just need her on the floor. I, I had one post, and so we'd adjust things. And if if she did foul, there was an extra penalty for that, and uh, so that type of stuff for sure, absolutely. Okay, all right. So so we, we we got your we got your pressure your defense philosophy down there, and I've seen you you know this year like you said it was much more of a man to man team, kind of a, a two one two setup, and you, you had the stud athlete in the middle there that was just reading eyes and reading passing lanes and right. uh, kind of playing a little Ronnie Lott free safety. We're, we're dating ourselves here. Uh, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, you know, just, just reading the eyes and, 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 and causing havoc. And you, you had the, the Baumgart twins that could just get up and underneath people there. But I also remember your diamond teams and the way you attack that as well. So you've definitely been flexible with your system. Um, you know, how much, you know, how much do you, reevaluate that in your off season have you thought about that already for next season in in the sense of okay we might have to tweak it a little bit because we don't have this and this piece so you know we still want to pressure but let's let's tweak it this way 
Yeah, for sure. And and you always kind of have something in your mind that may or may not work. But uh, you, you said it well. The summer's a great time to play with that stuff. And I remember last summer we actually were up at a camp in O'Neill, and uh, we, were, we were trying some stuff. And we we kind of just one game let the Bungard twins go loose, and they were being really effective. But all of a sudden, um, I think I took Allison off the floor beings with summer i didn't i left took her off the floor but uh took her off the floor and the gal that replaced her was just playing maybe 10 yards deeper than where allison was <laughs> and, and 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 emma comes over to me at a timeout she says we've got to adjust something because we're just we're just killing ourselves up here i mean they were just they were side to side and flying but never had the opportunity to pick a pass because we were a little bit deep so that summer stuff you can really really take more time and, and just kind of take a different chance and, and play with some stuff, but certainly adjust to personnel all the time. As you're, you bring up an interesting thought and, and hopefully we have a fairly normal number, uh, number, geez, summer, excuse me. Uh, this is why I teach history and not English, Brian. Um, but, uh, you know, with, with your program and, and with the end in mind, um, you're going to spend a lot of your time in your summer not worrying about winning or losing games, but experimenting, seeing where kids fit. Um, you know, yeah, you know, it'd be great to win, but sometimes you you know what Allison's going to bring to the table as a as a, as an example. Uh, right. But but let's let's see what what this kid can or cannot do, and that gives us a little bit of an idea as well. I'm, I'm sure you're looking at it in that way as well. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, this year. This year, because our chips fell, we, we plan to play the seven-man rotation. Um, I'm sure this summer we'll go nine or ten for sure. Uh, just different lineups, different different schemes. But I, between Allison and Alyssa, you know, I'm give, I lost sixty percent of our scoring. Now, uh-huh. I, I I I have no concerns at all that I've got scores in the deal, but. I think that's something for confidence for each of them this summer. They've got to decide that, yeah, I can be that scorer that, that we need. So mm-hmm. pretty key for us there. Yep. So we went from we went from defense to offense. So let's talk about your transition game and picking up that 60% of your scoring that you're going to lose to caps and gowns. Um, so, so what do you guys do? Uh, you know, what are you teaching off of turnovers to, to transition and attack? What are you teaching off of? Of, of makes maybe getting it out quick or um you know just talk you know we we talked about the the horse and now let's talk about the cart here yeah no that, that's really good and 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 there's quite a bit of stuff on this transition offense stuff i mean obviously we talk about on and off on a defensive rebound uh, where where we want our outlet and, and where our second pass should go and and by then we should be gone and in front of people so and we and we work on that a lot uh, but we also in, in just about every drill we do and on every drill we do that's full court if, if you're a trailer or whatever and, and it's a layup drill or whatever every drill ties into grabbing the ball get it in as fast as you can and be gone every drill we do has that so um, and that's something I just added about three years ago because it seemed like it was taking us for we were a great running team but it was like forever to get the ball inbound. So we tweaked that. That really, that really showed up uh, in Allison's game as, as, as she progressed along. So that's one thing. Um, But, but make or miss, you know, you just got to go, you just got to go. And, and we, we have, we have several fast break drills. Uh, We, we've got a pattern fast break that we'll do for, Oh, seven, eight minutes every other day. We we got a we've got a score quick quick drill where there's fifteen seconds on the fifteen seconds on the clock and, and you're on the opposite end of the court with four defenders and you get the the clock starts, you get the points of the seconds left on the on the clock when you get to when you make the basket. Uh, they really like that. Oh I like um, that one. There's there's another drill we call uh what do we call it? Uh I can't even think what it's called, but basically they're up and down the court five times without the ball, uh, other than a dribble or two, without the ball hitting the floor, and everybody's got to get a layup. Um, conditioning, work on the side, but just establishing we're going to go. We're going to go. So, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, 
obviously Allison was was the lead of that for these last four years. But um, it's it's just funny how I watch our JV game from the stands and how they adapt to that culture and and and, and get in that groove as well. And uh, most JV teams aren't ready for that type of transition. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I wrote down one question and then I thought of another one while you were talking and I forgot to write it down. So I'm going to ask this question and then I'm going to try and think of the other question while you're talking. Uh, when, when, when you were talking about getting it out quick, and I think that's an important point, you know, that, that puts so much pressure on the other team. Um, as you develop that, you know, and, and worked on that, uh, is it something where uh, it's the same kid that takes it out every time? Um, and Or is it, hey, closest closest kid? Just get it out and go, and we're going to fill our lanes. Uh, it, whatever you decided, uh, you know, what was the reasoning for it uh, with with that when you talk about getting the ball out of the net and getting it out quick? That, that That's a great question. And, and I've always been a guy for 15 of the 18 years where my four person took it out, and my four, you better find that ball. You got to get it in. And it just was, it was just slowing us up too much. So we, we transitioned to, if you are near that ball, get it in and let's be going, you know? So it, it, it's not, um, the most clear cut thing. And, and we stumbled My pet peeve of the year is when Allison was taking the ball out of bounds, which happened enough because she was there, but, uh, it was just, it, it was just, that's exactly why we put that into practice just just to deal with that mm-hmm. it, it's it's been good for us that that change gotcha now when when you get that thing going uh and you get it out and obviously you've got one kid taking it out you've got one kid that's got the ball that's that's looking up the floor uh what are you teaching the other three kids to do are you talking designated spots are you talking corners uh what what are you telling your your other three kids that are running the floor that are not the ball handler or the trailer they, for the most part, we've got we've got a couple flyers, you know, running wide. Um, we we like them. We like them trailing each other. We like the 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 cutter clearing out the cutter following the cutter hitting the second cutter. We really like that play that option. Um, depending on on how our first outlet looks, um, our our secondary guard is supposed to be able to feel that if she needs to break middle to to help out with that second pass up court or not if she if she's got to break middle we feel like we've already got numbers for a three on one or at least a three on two because there's a couple behind us they most likely trap the outlet or something um but otherwise it's 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 probably three flyers running pretty wide first cutter's going to go all the way through drag the defense to the corner and then hopefully our second cutter's open what are what are some of the things that you've seen uh, other coaches do to try and slow down your transition? What are some different looks that, that you've seen, you know, we're only going to crash one kid to the board and we're going to send four back and we're just not going to give you anything in transition? Or do they come up and try to jam the ball? You know, what's some of the more, what are some of the things, not to give away too much of the farm here, but, you know, what, what, has, what has been like, you get done with the game, it's like, ah, you know, that was, that was pretty creative and, and, that that you know that gave us a little bit of trouble there. We might have to think about what w- we would do if somebody tried to do that again. Yeah, I mean, the, early in the year, the first thing that that gave us trouble was they would just really deny our outlet, um, get two or two or three people on the ball, and just try to prevent an out you know an outlet pass or maybe a double 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 team on the outlet and somebody trying to hound Allison, but. What we learned is once we figured out how to deal with that, it was like, oh, God, we hope they trap her out because all of a sudden they're way behind us, you know. Yeah. So that was, that was a learning curve. But, the, you know, the first time that we, we hadn't prepared for it properly, it, it slowed us down a little bit. Um, <laughs> certainly had teams that, you know, just maybe crashed a couple of people, which, you know, that's a win for us right off the bat because there's, there's more rebounds to be gotten. So, um if they're adjusting things like that, half their battles won already. Sure, sure. Um, how's the voice doing? You, 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 uh, you feeling okay? I feel it's like it's about in the sixth inning here. Do I need to warm up anybody in the bullpen, uh, or, or, or do, do I do I got three or six more outs in yet, Coach? Uh, we'll be all right. We'll, we'll be we'll all right. With the, yeah. Okay. 
All right, let's let's go through one more thing because I, I don't want to I don't want to put you right back on the DL here, um, and uh, but let's talk about your. You know, we, we've talked quite a bit. Uh, you talk quite a bit about your culture with the consistency and accountability, no excuses and that type of stuff. Um, you know, so I feel like we've covered that pretty well. Um, let's let's talk about your practice setup and and what's what's your what's your typical practice looks like. And this is the, this is usually the scenario I give to folks. Um, it's it's early to mid January. Uh, you're not introducing everything like you are in mid-November, but you're not scaling back some like you are in in mid-February. Uh, it's kind of the, the nuts and bolts of the season here. You're going for a good hour 45-ish, let's say. Uh, what, what's, a, what's a typical flyer practice look like? Well, we'll... Uh... Well, we'll we, we practice late, so we'll we'll come in and, and the boys will be finishing up. So we'll we'll be stretched and ready to hit the floor when when the boys are done. So kind of they get together in a in a different room and stretch, and then we'll do we'll do a couple slow slower drills, full court drills, just to to get make sure all everything's loose. And, uh, I would say the first fifteen minutes of practice, we're doing full court stuff. Um, Scaling up each 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 drill we do is picking up intensity, picking up rhythm, picking up speed. Uh, then we'll go do some shooting. You know, we'll shoot shoot for eight minutes or so. Um, probably following that, we'll 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 do some. We'll probably work on our full court pressure defense for another ten twelve minutes. At that point, um, transition back into some rebounding drills, um, uh, some full court matchup different type full court matchup uh, we, what we call is a transition defense drill where you got to pick a different player things like that so and all this you know we're, we're 35 40 minutes in all this stuff has been full court mm-hmm. so a lot of conditioning not conditioning um and then we'll 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 hit some ball handling drills uh, this year let allison lead a lot of those but could be cone dribbling could be ball handling with several balls that type of stuff um uh, then we'll hit another shooting drill um, about midpoint practice, and then uh, then we'll run we'll run a fair amount of conditioning right right smack in the middle of practice. We'll hit some conditioning pretty hard. After mm-hmm. this, all of this full court stuff, and then we'll shoot some free throws. We'll give them a little breather, um, kind of rejuvenate. What's the so, what's the thought process of throwing the conditioning right in the middle of practice there like that? You know, we what we do is what we call a ten. Um, so it's up and back full court five times. They got to do it in about 58 seconds. And, uh, uh, it's, it's kind of a killer drill. And if we do all the conditioning at the end, it just, it's, it's a load. So, uh-huh. uh, I'm kind I'm accomplishing the same thing because we're coming off all the full court stuff, but we just, we just throw it in the middle and then we shoot free throws after it. So we're shooting free throws tired and, and, uh, um, presenting that situation to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're at the halfway point, and, and then what do you Yep. Doing? We'll come out of that. Um, then we'll we'll probably, right after that, we'll probably do a fast break type drill where we're, whether it's our numbered fast break or, or run, the, run the circuit was the name I was trying to think of before drill. That'd be another six, seven minutes. Um, then we'll go to shell drill. We do shell drill every day. We love that drill. Um, it's it's just so basic, but it it really helps our man defense to make sure that we're rotating, we're we're helping the helper, not just helping our person. We're helping the helper that helped, um, really working on rotation. So love love the shell drill. Could just just every single practice that's in there someplace. Um, so now we're down to about a half an hour left, and and now we're going to work on 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 uh, offense versus defense work, work on offense half court execution um but even with that um it's not it's very seldom where we just work on a half court situation mm-hmm. we're always we're always looking for an outlet we're always looking for a transition um we'll stop it on the other end but usually it, usually it's live for that one possession mm-hmm. so we're always getting the ball in quick just you know working on matching up so uh, and obviously that's an intentional thought because you have that tradition or transition throughout the whole game you know there's there's anywhere from 120 to 130 transition opportunities going one way or the other in an average game 
and and I think that's that's uh, that's a great idea to continually emphasize that as much as you can. Yeah, and it just it just doesn't give them not that they would, but it doesn't give them the opportunity to relax and thinking, okay, this is this is just this is half court offense execution. You know, after the shot, after the rebound, I can take a break. It just it just takes that element away. Sure, sure. So and, then and, we'll from, but, from there we probably do a uh, we'll do we'll throw another shooting drill in there. We I think we usually have about three shooting drills a day. You know, they, they range from five minutes to eight minutes long. Uh, to make sure we're getting a lot of shots up, um, then we'll we'll either you know we'll either I don't really want to call it a scrimmage, but we'll go up and down the court calling fouls and stuff for for at the end, or we'll do a situation stuff where the starters are down by eight with two minutes to go, something like that, or like you said before, have some some rules where okay, if this person scores, they get they get. Their, their shots are worth four points. The assertion score is only worth one. Uh, we'll, we'll do some fun stuff like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, when, when, you're, when you're putting that together, is, is that you kind of putting that together? How much, how much input do you ask from your assistant coaches as you, as you structure your practice plan? I, I, I do the practice plan. Um, I've asked our, my assistants prefer it that way. Um, they obviously help with execution. We share the plan. Um, but, but I throw it together, whether it's the morning before practice or the night after the practice. I tend to do it the night after practice in case there's something that came up like, oh, we need to, we need to work on that a little bit tomorrow or I miss this today. Um, things like that. So, well, don't your don't your bosses understand that that's your real full time job for four months out of the year and the other stuff? Oh, I, think, <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> I really think they do. <laughs> that's that's good stuff, Coach. That's good stuff. Um, any uh, any social media that you, that you wanted to plug for your program or the school or anything like that? You know, um, I'm kind of. I'm not into that, but we, we do got a, We do have a group that does some some Humphrey St. Francis uh, flyer Twitter stuff. Um, this year we did because of COVID and stuff. We did Facebook Live on on all of our games. So we're we're slow adapters, but we're coming. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're getting there. You're getting there. So, uh, well, hey, uh, Coach, I, I, I hope you uh, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, being on the pod, a lot of really, really good information tonight. Like I said, I hope you had a good time. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the heck out of it, Marty. Uh, it, it was fun, and uh, it's 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 amazing when you start talking about some of that stuff that you've been doing for eighteen years. It's like, oh yeah, that, maybe that does make a little sense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, it's 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 a good opportunity to bounce some ideas off of folks and, and, and off of one another. And, and I'm sure after, after coaches listen to this, uh, they're going to have some things. I wrote down a, a couple of really, you know, I, I love the four on four on four concept. Uh, that's a really good, I'm, I'm telling you right now, we, we might call that the flyer drill and I'm, and I'm, I'm not even going to try and pretend like I'm not copying you, Brian. Yeah, there you go. No, I mean, I'm, I'm totally at the stage of my career. I'm all about helping kids. Uh, I had a coach call me this year from uh, a school in our conference, and he's like, "Would you would you let us come watch your practice?" I'm like, "Dude, anytime." I said, "There's there's no secrets here, and if if we can help anybody improve, uh, that's kind of how we roll." You bet, you bet. So, well, Brian Richmond, the the head girls basketball coach at Humphrey St. Francis here in Nebraska, four-time state champion. Awesome discussion, Brian. I got to wrap up a couple things, but why don't you hold the line here uh, before we sign off here, all right? All right, Marty. I appreciate it. Thank yep. you, man. You bet. Uh, again, uh, we want to thank uh, Coach Richmuth for his uh, great information here tonight. Again, coming off the bench, first start off the DL, and he's just throwing 98 miles per hour just for an hour straight here. Uh, no guts, no glory. He brought the heat here tonight, so we can't thank Coach Brian enough. Uh, we also want to thank COSAC Chiropractic for once again sponsoring the pod. Again, if you're in need of chiropractic services here in Omaha, don't hesitate to call Dr. Kevin or Dr. Heidi at 402-964-0300. Teachhoops.com backslash A-P-A-A-N. That is a pen and a napkin. 14-day free trial, so give it a shot. If you don't like it, hey, you just you just get your money back, or you don't you don't even get your money back. You just don't pay, you know, and you and you counsel 
uh, cancel your trial. Uh, so give teachhoops.com a chance. Also, our coaches clinic here at Fort Calhoun, May 1st, 2021. We're going to start at 9 o'clock in the morning. We're going to go to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Got a lot of great stuff planned for the day. Again, follow us on Twitter at Pen and a Napkin. Download, rate, and review this podcast. And, of course, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Like I said, my name is Marty Plum. We have been talking with four-time state champion Brian Richmuth of Humphrey St. Francis High School. Coaches, as always, let's stay safe, let's pray for peace, and let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time. <laughs>